Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So, um, I'm going to start reading from Matthew 24, verse 43. This scripture, Pastor Mo shared this scripture at uh, the prayer meeting two weeks ago. You remember, two weeks ago. And that scripture just refused to leave me alone. You know, when you go into meetings and you hear a word and the word just keeps following you every day. And he said, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. In the message version, it says, but do you know this? You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. And he says, be vigilant just like that. Have you ever been robbed? Anybody? Have you ever been robbed? I remember, I think it was Ibim who shared, you know, she shared one testimony. In fact, the day she was sharing the testimony, I was having palpitations almost as if I was there. How did it feel when you were robbed? was scary what precautions did you take after that who has never been robbed okay let me tell you you've been robbed we've all been robbed you've been robbed of your dreams yeah you've been robbed of your plans and many times you're robbed of your hopes when a friend betrays you, you've been robbed. And it leaves that feeling of violation. You know, you just feel bereft. You've actually lost something. What that scripture says in Matthew is, if you had known that would happen, what would you have done? What would you have done? I'm a teacher. Sorry, I don't know how to preach. I like people talking to me. What would you have done? You would have... You'd have been vigilant. And many times we're vigilant with the physical things. I mean, in Lagos, you know, fences are very high. Then on top of the height, you put an electrical fence. Then you have um, what they, those, those bars we have at home. You can't even open your window. What do they call it? Burglary proof. So we proof it, you know, the physical things. How about the things you cannot touch? See. How do you prove your dreams? How do you prove your hope? How do you prove your prayer life? How do you prove your work with God? In John 10:10, 10, 10, it says that the thief comes cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they may have life. And they may have it more abundantly. And every day, there are two sides coming at you. Every day of your life, as you take decisions, as you make plans for your family, as you make plans for your life, there are two sides coming at you. There is a devil who is on the one side coming. To do what? To do what? I'm teaching. Kill and to destroy. And then there's Jesus on the other side. Who is doing what? 
coming to give you life abundantly. How does Jesus come? The Bible says he stands at the door of your heart and he's saying, Uche, please permit me. He's such a gentleman. He just comes and he knocks. You know, sometimes you just feel it like a nice little nudge. Uche, you know that plan. Permit me to help you. He just nudges you. Then he waits for you to say, okay, Lord, how does the devil come? Grab you! Jump on your head! He just looks for a loophole. Corey Johnton, it describes it perfectly. He says the thief, the burglar is the one who climbs through. He doesn't need your permission. The devil does not need your consent to torment you. He doesn't need your permission to steal from you. And he just progresses in his madness. So he comes into a home. He sets a quarrel between father and mother. And for no reason, you start to quarrel. And one small quarrel just escalates into... Then he steals the husband or he steals the wife. Then you think that, okay, he has, he has, he has scattered the marriage. Now let me rest. Guess what happens next? He comes back. Where are the children? I will destroy them. He doesn't stop until there is utter destruction. What amazes me is how we then prove. We burglar proof the things that we have. Most of you have house helps. You lock your jewelry box. Don't you? Put the key inside your bag when you are going. Put the bag here. You know, hold it and be going so that she will not steal your jewelry. We proof our lives. And yet, where it matters most, there is always a leeway. We leave an open door. And many times it's things that we think don't matter. That movie I'm watching doesn't matter. That book I'm reading, just a novel, it's a story, not me. The music, the places I'm going to, it doesn't matter. If you knew that when you got there, the devil would be there waiting for you, would you go? you knew that if you remain prayerless, the devil will take your children, would you be prayerless? If you knew that all your life's work, your investments, everything, your, this Lagos, you are waking up by 4 a.m., you make money, you save it, I'm starting a business. If you knew that lack of prayer would cost you that. Would you be lazy not praying? Many times we don't know. We don't know until we've been hit. And then when we've been hit, what do we do? We run to God, be crying like me. <laughs> God, so you were sitting down there. The devil came into my house. You were there. If I was God, I would not do this type of thing to you. <laughs> I will look after you. Why? And one night I was asleep and I had a dream. Never forgotten it because it just happened. And I woke up from that dream. You know, and in that dream, Jesus had come to me. 
And I was sleeping. In fact, I don't know if it was a dream or a vision because I was sleeping the way I was sleeping normally. And he had woken me and he had said, resist the devil. And he went away and I woke up. And I was like, ah, resist the devil. Okay. The devil I reached his You spoke in tongues and I went back to bed. And he came back again. Resist the devil. Ah, I jumped up. I was like, two times. This, this matter is serious. So I got up and I prayed, 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 prayed. But you know, you're praying, you're falling asleep. I fell asleep and he came the third time. Resisted. Hey! I said, something's about to happen. Three times, only me. I said, calling everybody I knew. Jesus came to me and said, I should resist the devil. Please pray for me. Because me, I've prayed all the one I know how to pray. Why is he telling me to resist the devil? What does that mean? So I went to that scripture where it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But how? And if you go check the etymology of that word, a resistance is an opposition. Have you seen a resistance army? It's an opposition. What is God saying to you? Oppose the devil. Oppose his agenda. Oppose his ideas. And I realized it was not a message for something that was about to happen. It was a message that would change my thinking. A message that would change my posture. A message that would just change the way I evaluate my decisions. The way I take decisions. The way I look at life. The way I walk. Oppose the agenda of the devil. Resist him. And I was saying to God, God, so how? And the Lord said to me, awake. Oh sleeper. Christ will give you light. You can't resist the devil when you are sleeping. Let me share a story with you. Matthew 13. I'll read from verse 24. Okay. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? Said an enemy did this. Says, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. You know the reason why we're growing with alien things? You're struggling with some habits. You are asleep. You are asleep. Am I talking about physical sleep? Not at all. If the homeowner had known what time, if a thief writes you a letter, says, I'm coming to your house, ID. 10 p.m. to kill your children. Huh. I'll be ready for you. 
and we have bombs, acid, name it. I will be ready for you. If I don't. But you know why we don't know? Why don't we know? We're doing what? We're sleeping. We're sleeping. And that was what, why the Lord was waking me three times. Woke me in my dream. Resist the devil. Get up. You know why? Because while you're there busy in your life, there are tears being sown. Some in your heart. Some in the hearts of the people you walk with. Some in the hearts of your children, your spouses, your parents. Your, the devil is so busy. And Christians are so, are so, are so, I'm not the one who said it. So people cannot be angry at me. We're honestly really lazy. Even the Bible says it, that he's going to and fro, up and down, up and down. He's going. And we're doing what? Sleeping. And while we are asleep in the busyness of our personal lives, where we have no time for God, he does what? He starts to plant things. Uche, that your friend, are you sure? You know she's like this. He has planted a seed, he goes. That seed begins to grow in your mind. The next time the person is talking to you, you're looking at the person like, ah. Then he comes precious. This pastor more. Are you sure? <laughs> he plants a seed. He goes to easy. This ID. Are you sure? She even has your husband's phone number on frequent calls. Expert planter. Expert planter. And you know the truth? Once that seed gets in there, it is so hard to root it out. It's one of the hardest things. It starts to grow. And then it colors your mind. Is church actually important? It's not really important. After all, there was lockdown. Did you backslide that time? You did not. Were you not worshiping God online? You were in the kitchen just turning soup when Pastor Mo was preaching and the word still entered. Why do you want to go? Just stay in your kitchen. There's no need. And really, there will be no need. Before I learned how to pray, just being in the assembly of God's people would give me fire. Even if I didn't pray the whole week, just being there would give me fire. Ah, when it dawned on me that, look, after Sunday, you are praying. Then I will go back on Wednesday. Then I would go back on Friday. So that I could constantly be in that place of prayer. Awake. 
cannot resist the devil half asleep. You cannot resist the devil half engaged. You cannot resist the devil half surrendered to God. You cannot. And God says to us, awake. Deborah. The Bible says that she was a judge in Israel. And I found this interesting scripture. It's very long, so I've just cut it short. But when you go home, go and read about Deborah and the times in which she was a judge. When you read about the times Deborah was a judge, there's no difference to what we're going, going through now. Every time I talk to people, they're telling me about the prices of things. How expensive it is, and it really is. Then they are talking about security. How afraid everyone is to go out. You know, Lagos seems a bit insulated, you know? They're managing the issues. It's not as if the issues are not here, but many times you don't get it here. How many of you will go to Kaduna? Somebody called me to do a training program. I said, where well, is Kaduna? I said, may the Lord be with you. I'm not coming. I don't even have the liver to first of all tell my husband that eh, I have one training. Pro How? Not to talk of my own personal liver to actually <laughs> board a flight and just land inside Kaduna. How? I'm not going to go. So we seem insulated. I was going for a burial in the east. You know, they were sending um, intelligence reports. Don't go through a loop. Don't go through. You know, there was a time. There was a lot of. So a journey that would have taken us two hours. Took us almost four hours. The roundabout route. So those were the times Deborah was a judge. Everybody was crouched in fear. There was fear. Terror. They were under oppression. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted. Travelers walked along the byways. Village life. You know village life? You know when you go to the village and you just, just go to anybody's house, anywhere you see food, whether you know them, you don't know them, you eat. Can you do that now? Even if there are two angels going with you, even you, you tell the angels, please, this house, don't eat there. <laughs> you can't do that now. Village life ceased. I remember growing up, when we come back from school, we'll go to the neighbor's house, have lunch. They will even help us with our homework. Now, how many of you know your neighbors? How many of you? Your children are stranded somewhere. If you don't call church people, there's nobody to call. We're living in a period where, you know, everything is just difficult. And it's amazing that even in that difficulty, we're sleeping. We have this ability to adapt. Can you see how quickly we adapted to masks? Were you wearing masks before? Is mask not a part of your attire? 
now. We, we just adapt. Things get hard. What do we do? We, you know, you just shuffle a few things. <laughs> Why do we do that? So that we can sleep. Cannot keep myself. I cannot, I cannot, I'm not, uh, I cannot keep myself. Just manage, be, let's be managing. One day it will change. Deborah refused. She said, I, Deborah, I did what? I rose. Some of us, we've adapted to things that cause us unimaginable pain. The marriage is painful. Hey, just manage it. Oh. If you talk now, they'll say you're just a very troublesome woman or man. Just be. Children are going south. You say, hey, you know now, in our days, it used to be different. This is their time. As if the Bible changes per time. As if the word of God, it changes per time. You want to marry, say, hey, let's, you know, we'll live together for like two weeks first. Let's try it out. Then we, we adjust. We say, okay, it's how they do it now. Deborah said no. She remembered the days when God reigned in Israel. How did she get a word from God? Because she rose up. God is saying to us, rise. Don't be accepting of situations the Lord has not given to you. Stop adapting to things God has not given to you. How then do we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How do you have a testimony? How do you say God is good? I can testify. I can speak of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God has healed me. God has delivered me. God has brought me salvation. How do we say it when we adapt? Do you know that there are believers who, who say, they actually say it, not that they think it, that the days of miracles are over. That God used to do it that time. But that in this dispensation, we know how to have dispensations. And we know how to define dispensations for God. Deborah arose, she said no. She said, I arose a mother in Israel. Awake. She said it to herself. Deborah, wake up. That's what you need to say to yourself. ID, wake up. Get back to seeing the face of God. Get back to hearing the voice of God. God speaks. God speaks to man. God entered into a relationship with a man called Enoch. Enoch walked with God. That romance was so good. God took him. God speaks. Your physical ears can hear him. Your heart can understand him. God speaks. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're not too worn out. God speaks. And God wants to speak to you. But you need to rise. 
from that place where the devil just suits you. He says, don't worry, just you can't carry this thing on top of your head. Why are you carrying it on top of your head? Ah, see, the church is full now. They haven't even pastored you. Are you a pastor? Do you sit in front? Leave it for Pastor Mo and Pastor G. Hey, Fred is there. Just be there, be going every Sunday. Go, come back. God is saying to you, no. Rise up like Deborah. Rise up. You know why God is saying to you to rise? There are nations waiting for you. There are people that will never be saved until you rise. There are children that will never hear the word of God until you rise. There are people who will never have a meal until you rise. There are deliverances that will never happen until you rise. And that's why God is saying to you, rise. The same way he tapped me, he's saying, resist the devil. You know, you can chew, when you use train stick, eh, you will chew, 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 you will spit it out, Abby. The devil will chew, 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 then swallow. Swallow. When generations after you come and ask, who was ID? Everybody will be looking, ID. There was nobody like that. Why? Utter destruction. Annihilation. You know, when you read the Bible, there are many more people the scriptures would have talked about. Many more that got chewed up, swallowed up. That's why God is saying to us, rise. Say to yourself, I will rise. I will rise. Deborah said, I arose. And when she arose, what did she do? She sang a song. It's the most laughable thing ever. Have you seen God planning war? Have you seen God planning war? He said to Gideon, bring come, come, trumpet. Gideon's war. Please, when you go home, read it. It's very long. We don't have time. Go and read it. The first thing he did was he eliminated by fear. Where are the ones that are afraid? Go. Then he eliminated by posture. We're the ones that are not ready. If you had known the home on the thief was coming, what would you do? Be ready. He eliminated by posture. You, you're not ready. Go. When they came to 300, even Gideon then became what? Afraid. <sighs> Who fights war like this? I'm robber is coming to your house, you know? Call Victoria, play music, let's be dancing. Your family members will take you somewhere. Yaba left. Honestly. But go and look at how God plans a war. Have you seen military strategists? They're planning. I hear the US has sent us some heavy military artillery and they're planning, you know, all parts of the north. When God is planning war, he eliminated by fear. 
Those of you who are afraid, go home first. Yeah, okay, the rest of you, let's check your posture. Oh, you're not ready. Go home. He wasn't interested in the numbers. Why was God not interested in the numbers? God was interested in the sound. He was looking for sound. If you read that scripture, it says those that were left, they took up the trumpets. The ones who had left dropped. They took up their trumpets. God was looking for sound. Wasn't looking for plenty people. All by yourself, you are a full orchestra. By yourself. Do you have hands? Wave your hands. Clap them. Do you have feet? Stand up. Stomp them. Stomp them. Stomp them. Stomp them. Do you have a voice? Shout. by yourself by yourself some people would say hey you know my voice is no who cares who cares you think heaven is looking for a melodious voice he's looking for your sound those that were left they did what they took up the trumpets and Gideon said when I give you the sound blow they blew the trumpet what happened the enemy killed himself they did not lift up a sword they did not the enemy he killed himself I was sitting at home one day and I saw him come you know how he comes he will just start with one person and then the mood in the house was getting dark and my natural reaction when things happen like that is to get angry when you pose me to I pose we'll see who will pose more don't talk to me I don't talk to you it's not a big deal you're not the Holy Ghost <laughs> and the mood was just going I could see it and the Lord said to me be wise so I jumped out by still speaking in tongues he said no sing he said sing so I started around my house sing unto the Lord make a joyful I was singing the mood was getting darker so I brought out my shekere and I started singing I sang until first of all I was lifted from that place of and the heavens began to open and all the children that had crawled into their you know everybody started coming out small small then smiles then laughter the house we woke up with in the morning was not the house we went to bed with at night if I had reacted in my normal way, would have done that for weeks. And when those weeks go, they would never come back. 
never, you will never get them back. Such an absolute waste of time. You can sing your way into deliverance. Ah, God, this matter. Hey, God, pornography wants to kill me. God, pornography wants to kill me. This matter will kill me. What can I do? Sing your way out of it. Paul and Silas, go read their story in Acts 16. You know what interests me about that story? They wanted to go somewhere else. The Holy Spirit said to them, don't go there. He said, don't go there. These people are not ready. Don't go. Go here instead. And this is the funniest part. The place God told them to go, they arrested them and put them in prison. Why? Why will God send you into a situation that will put you in prison? They put them in prison. The Bible says that Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang. And what? Everybody heard them. Hey, me only pray in my mind. <laughs> pray in my mind I say pray you just come and lay hands on me amen what do you say what am I agreeing to sing now stand you'll be looking at Mary meanwhile if you see these people in the gym you won't believe it's the same people though They'll be on top of treadmill. They'll have headphones. They'll be sweating. You see them in church. Devil never press you, Rich. Don't worry. When devil press you, depressing. <laughs> Be pressing that you will call Pastor Mo and his phone will not go through. Nobody will tell you. Your mouth will do what? Open. You know, one day God showed me what words do. When you open your mouth and you release a word, it becomes a person. It starts to walk around. It starts to do things. When you release another word, it starts moving. Case in point, hey man, got a decree. The king released a decree and says, we're going to kill all these people. Esther then went, did her own plotting. You know the king, he, he wanted to help Esther, but guess what? That word had gone. He could not retrieve it. He couldn't bring it back. So what did he do? He sent another word after it. So the two words went into battle. What are you praying inside your mind that cannot come out? What are you singing inside your mind? And the interesting bit, I kid you not. If I'm lying, please correct me. The only time you are singing inside your mind and praying inside your mind is when it has to do with God. Every other song you hum it out. Unfortunately, I don't know the songs. I would have hummed one. I don't know them. 
Because you know, sometimes you know how you be sitting in someone's car, they'll be playing one music, playing one music. Subconsciously, you come out. Why don't you hum it inside your mind since you are such a mind person? Say, you know me, I'm not, I'm not the praying out type. Since you are the mind praying type, when the song, you know, just be, just be singing the song, singing the song. When you come out of the car, why don't you mind it? You hear them subconsciously. They're singing. Ah, I heard this song. Now this song will not leave me alone. May the word of God not leave you alone. May God's word not leave you alone. In the word of God is life. There is life. There is life. Jesus said that life is what? Abundant life. Sing out. By singing out, what do you do? You change your atmosphere. Let me tell you the other thing the Lord showed me. When you sing consistently in a place, the angels come looking for you. Seriously. You begin to have angelic activity in that place. Consistently, you are singing. Angels will come looking for you. Why? They want to partake of that praise. When you are doing it inside your mind, how will they find you? They will come inside your mind. The Bible says that the prisoners heard them. So they were very loud. Where I used to live before, they'll say, ah, when they greet you in the morning, when they want to upset you, they say, ah, Sister Heidi, good morning. I'll say, ah, good morning, my neighbor. How are you? Say, ah, we heard you shouting this morning. Uh. I'll say, eh. when people be doing a birthday party and be shouting, I, I do not come to the party to say, please, you people are shouting, no. Oh. When I'm praying, now I'm shouting. You will hear the prayer, don't worry. It's for all of us, the estate. Yeah, we heard you. You were shouting. I'll say, glory be to Jesus. The prayer has reached your own side. After one neighbor harassed me, harassed me, I prayed. I said, God, let this man move. He moved. Then I was sleeping in the night. The new neighbor that came, I heard someone speaking in tongues. Ha! I jumped up. I went near the wall. I shook my shaker. <laughs> we introduced ourselves in the morning. She said, I heard you. I said, I heard you too. <laughs> I heard you too. It was so good. At that point, nobody was harassing me anymore. Freedom. I like to pray out loud. I love it. It changes my environment. It changes my atmosphere. It changes it. Guess what? I love to sing out loud. Sing out. The Lord is here. Paul and Silas, everybody heard. And guess what happened? Everybody was free. 
We think it was just Paul and Silas that were free. Everybody, and you know then, they would bind their hands and bind their legs. Every prisoner was loosed. Everybody. Everybody who hears your song will be healed. Everybody who hears your sound will be saved. Everybody. They were delivered. Every one of them. So sing. I don't know why we're always embarrassed. May God free us from the bondage of embarrassment in Jesus' name. Have you seen people selling medicine inside night bus? Do they look embarrassed to you? One tablet, they will tell you it will cure cancer, cure liver, cure hepatitis, AIDS. It will help you get pregnant and born on the same day. One tablet. No shame, no embarrassment. They are speaking at the top of their voice. You pray. Sing out. And the other thing the Lord told me about singing is how singing awakens the dawn. I don't know what night season you've been in. I don't know what it is you've been waiting on God for. Music guys, I need you. I don't know what it is you've been waiting on God for. What you've been saying, God, I've been waiting. The night is too long. The Bible says joy comes in the morning. But morning is not coming. I've prayed, I've fasted, morning is not coming. In Psalm 57, 7 to 8, he says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will give praise. Awake my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O God, among the people. And I will sing to you among the nations for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth reaches unto the clouds he says be exalted oh god above the heavens let your glory be all over the earth he says with my song i will wake up the dawn with my song message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 